Welcome to Network Marketing Breakthroughs Podcast with Rob Sperry, where you will hear stories and strategies to help increase sales in your business. Let's level up your network marketing business with your host, Rob Sperry. We're ready to roll. We're ready to have some fun. We've got this power couple that has just done it all. Like you guys pretty much invented the internet, didn't you? Hey, yeah, we Al Gore and us basically. I can't, I can't believe he tries to take the credit. You're after this, you're gonna be like, Why am I not following these guys? They're fun, they're one of those couples you can tell, just just awesome, fun couple. I look up to, I always look at the couples, I'm like, Okay, I love their style, personality. They've got some banter that goes back and forth, right? As they go, Sean's like me, more of like the chill one. Michelle's like my wife, the feisty one, right? <laughs> so you got to have a little spice as you go into this. So Sean, Sean's got an incredible corporate background, which we'll go into here in a second. And Michelle, right, can tell a little bit of the network marketing journey and you guys together and eight years into this incredible profession of just absolutely crushing. I remember when you guys first joined my Leader of Leaders Club and, you know, I knew you guys were big leaders. You just like... You sent me like, okay, this is what we made. I'm like, well, I knew you were legit, but like, <laughs> that's like legit, legit. I mean, that's too yeah, legit. You can, hard you to get it all with your fact checks, which is good. <laughs> so, it was awesome. So I don't know who wants to go, who wants to give like the quick recap and then we'll go into how to get to your unstuck systems, leadership, recruiting, any direction. We're going to have some fun. So I guess Sean's yeah. Well, if you want quick and to the point, that would be him. <laughs> I interrupt you and correct you. So, no, no, no. We're good, we're good. <laughs> yeah, so uh, 2011 was our first exposure to this profession, and, and we had really zero idea about it. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really know anybody that had had success or gotten burnt or either side yeah, of it. Um, so, so that kind of took us off guard as far as, as far as analyzing it as a business or something that we wanted to do. Yeah. Um, but in, in life in general, anything that we put our name behind, we really want to explore and evaluate and make sure if we put our, our name behind it, it's all that and then some. So um, I really tore apart the business side of things. She really <laughs> tore apart the product side of things. He was that guy at the meeting asking all the questions. What? Uh, it's good. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> she, she wanted me there, and my only request was if you drag me to this meeting, I get to ask any question that I want. And she said, go for it. So I did. I did. And, and, you know, looking back to 2011 and where our life is today, I mean, it's polar opposite of what we had going. Um, I was in the corporate world. Uh, that's really all I knew was trading time for money, uh, climbing my way up the corporate ladder. The higher I climbed, the more time they wanted, uh, away from my family. Uh, they, they, you know, didn't care what my schedule was or what I wanted to do. It was if there's a court case out in Baltimore and we need you there Tuesday morning. You're there Monday and fly home maybe Tuesday. So, you know, that aspect of things, um, we, we were, we were searching for a vehicle that could get us untrapped from the life we had created, right? And it wasn't a bad life. It was, it was a good life, but we knew that there was more. And so when we did finally decide to do this, uh, Michelle just hit, hit the ground running and, and her goal was to get me out of the corporate environment, um, replace that income, get me back. And to, to be honest, the, the corporate world was crushing my soul. I mean, I wasn't the dad I should have been. I wasn't the husband I should have been. I was dragging those stressors back home. Yeah. And within a nine-month period of time, um, 
her hard work and tenacity uh, retired me from the corporate world in January of 2012. Uh, so I, I don't know what other opportunities we would have had presented to us that could have that quickly just transformed uh, the working part of our life. So Michelle, I, tell, me, tell me as you fill in any of the gaps, I'm sure there weren't any, but <laughs> just, just tell me real quickly for you, yeah. what the two questions, and I always say this, two questions everyone asks themselves is, number one, can I do what you're doing? Right. Number two is, is it worth it? You obviously have those two questions answered to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people that are approaching people, you know, we're always like, oh, how do we better convey or communicate or what are like the little hacks of how you do that? So, you know, maybe as you kind of fill in some of those gaps from the story, whatever else you want to add, like, let us know. I mean, what, of course, everyone wants to retire, create residual income, but the fact that you believed mm -hmm. that it was possible, you know, I'm curious. I want to know what. <laughs> Hashtag real life is happening All at the Poe House. <laughs> we, have, uh, we have two labradoodles and the sweetest things ever. And But if we have anybody come to the door, they're the protector of the house, right? So. Uh, <laughs> I remember it was like four or five years ago. Like if your kids like walk in or you hear your dog, everyone's like freaking out. Everything had to be perfect. And now everyone's just like, no, here's roll with it. It's great. Life. I thank God for this profession. No kidding. I don't even know how many times a day. I don't truly for for like so many different things will come up, and just like that, I'm home. I'm here with you. Thank goodness the dogs are here. They're not, you know, somewhere else. We have to go pick up our daughter early from school. She unfortunately had an injury to her neck and her brain this past month, actually while we were at GoPro, right? And um, and. It was just crazy, so we had to get coming home and we have to pick her up today. So the flexibility for that. But you talk about can we do it? How did it go? What was his story? So for those of you that don't know our story, I've known this guy since sixth grade. He was in seventh grade, and one of his main loves and desires in life was to be a game show host. <laughs> that is for real. And, and, and that's why that's why you were attracted to him. You heard that and you're like, you know what? Some people want to be doctors, some people want to be attorneys, some people want to be professional network marketers, but <laughs> a game show host, yeah. like, you were sold. Yes, a game show host. <laughs> so just meaning of, he really did, and it's super funny, but he's fun, right? He's a fun guy, he's super witty, he has a lot of just life within his soul. And when he is happy, he is so happy and he and I always say oh my gosh this is real life this is my life that's happening because he is so much fun and I don't know where he gets his ideas from but as he said in the corporate world that was taken away from him and no disrespect from the corporate world because we were grateful for everything that we had there and the experiences that we had but it really truly was eating at his soul and so when we did see this and we knew that our name because I tore apart our products with the company he tore apart the business and when i knew that our name could fully stand behind this and literally everybody in the world needed it and we could get him home to live the life that he needed to live with life and fun um i was in i didn't know how the heck i would do it but i just knew that if i had the passion and conviction and followed a system but <laughs> and was coachable um, and just went out and did it that I could do it. But it was, and we were talking before this, it's just like, it's a decision, right? It's a decision. And one of my favorite quotes is Tony Robbins. He always, he says, it's in the moments of decision where your destiny is shaped. 
So that moment, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to plan and I'm going to make it perfect and I'm going to get notebooks and everything is going to be amazing. And um, I didn't plan anything. It was literally go, 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 go and figure it out along the way. And did I make all the mistakes in the book? Totally. Do I still make them? Absolutely. But are, am I doing the best that I can and that we can every day? For sure. For sure. It's the simplest uh, business that we've ever done by far, but that doesn't make it easy, right? If that makes sense. Uh, the systems are in place, and if you have a great organization and, and, and experts that you can look to, mentors that know the industry and the profession, uh, and they have the roadmaps in place, you just, you just need to jump in and follow yeah. them. And that's the cool thing compared to everything else that we did where you really had uh, to, to figure it out on your own and go through all the learning curves and the mistakes. This, we plugged in and we worked hard. And our, our life was upside down for a short period of time, but, I mean, it, it massively changed everything. Yeah. I love that. And people, it's like you want to convey that to people. Good leaders have vision. Great leaders give vision. You want to convey them, look, if you could just – live my life not in a braggy way in an empowering way of you want once you have something you want to share it with other people it's like when you go to this incredible destination and friends want to go again and you're just like okay because you want to share it with them you want to show it to them you want to convey and communicate what's possible but of course it's as jim Rohn says when the student is ready the teacher will appear yeah. and sometimes it's like we're trying to drag them and drag them and it's hard enough to climb the the Mount Everest of success in network marketing alone. And when I say alone, I just mean no one on your back. Of course, you're going to have tour guides and pass and different things like that, which is yeah. system. But as soon as you put somebody on your back, it's impossible. It doesn't matter how good you are. So two questions for you guys. What do you think is the hardest part about network marketing? And then the second question is, is, what if you found, like if you were to distinguish and you were to take 100 people that have had success and 100 people that are done, quit the business or failed or however, I know it's pers perspective and perception on what failure is, you know, what would you guys say the biggest difference? Because I know you guys are in a big, you guys are sim simplifying everything right now. And so I know you've tried to just really study, okay, what worked, what didn't work, why, what can we do, how can we get back? to what basics and those basics. So who wants to start with question number one when we talk about hardest part, hardest part? of the art marketing? I'll go with that. Uh, I think the hardest adjustment for me is is you go from that, uh, for, for some people, the employee-employer relationship to a complete volunteer army, right? Uh, you're bringing people on board and they have to make that decision of what they're going to do with it once once they're in. And, you know, really identifying with people, not only what their goals are, but what they're willing to do to get to their goals, right? And identifying uh, that concept of it. You know, we often talk about the whys and what's going to drive you on the days that you don't want to do it. But the reality is, you know, you've really got to sort and sift through the people that want to treat it like you treat it. You know, to me, it, it's a no-brainer. People are going to incorporate our products they're, they're going to use them, but identifying that business builder, that's going to be the next solid foundation in your business. And sometimes people can find a few of those people right away. Sometimes it can be a year or two into the process. And understanding uh, that. But we know if you do the right behaviors long enough, you're, you're going to find and identify those people. 
Yeah, and I would say probably like the first thing that comes to my mind is as far as the hardest part. I mean, we could talk different areas, but I am a lover of people. And it's one of the greatest reasons that I love network marketing so much. Are you recovering people pleaser like me? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) And I love people so, I genuinely, I truly, truly love people. And, And I'm so grateful that this profession brings us together with so many people because it is a true family. You know, it's when we go to different events, um, generic events anywhere around the world, it's so amazing to get back in touch with people maybe you haven't seen in a long time and it's, you know, completely like family, you know, and within our team and, and network marketing in general, it is a family and we're there to protect each other and we're there to, you know, lift up each other, pray for each other, celebrate each other, but we're also there to dig deep. You're right. Iron sharpens iron. And if you want to do this, and if you're going to say, I really want this, then we dig in and know each other, not on a superficial level, but on a true deep level of that. We know the families, we know where they want to go. We know all this. And so I hold that deep to my soul. When I hear where somebody wants to go and what they want to do, um, you know, it's, it's getting there. And so the hardest part really is just being like you, I see people and I feel them and I want them to fly. And I want to stick with them, as you have said, and everybody knows they need to want it. And it has to be right in their life and their time. And sometimes it's it's that moment of where you don't know what you're going to do anymore. And then you make that decision. But having somebody step into their greatness and do that and for them to have the realization that they can be themselves beyond themselves to be here where they're created to be and to step into their greatness and to fly in the bless is one of the most amazing things. The hardest part sometimes is seeing them step back, but then stepping forward and having, like you said, on your coaching calls, you guys, coaching calls, investing in yourself, invest with Rob, like do these things. I share with our team, like we invest in our business and ourselves on personal development and growth because we know that our business will never bigger than us so we have to keep growing we have to feel uncomfortable we have to stretch and so do it and rob knows where he's going so long no i i i appreciate that i didn't even ask you to give me a plug in but i know you guys invest considerable amounts of of money back in i know i do and it's ironic that the people that haven't had success say when i'm successful invest It's like, you're not going to be, can you imagine, you know, Tiger Woods or Roger Federer or LeBron James? Hey, you know what? Once I'm really good, then I'm going to invest and it never works like that. There's a reason why all of the greats have that. And I'm the same. I'm no different. I have coaches. I have mentors as well for different aspects of my life. But I love where you guys are saying the hardest parts. And I'm thinking about that. And for me, the first thing was the hardest part was the fear of judgment. Yeah. And mother of all fears. When people describe yeah. like fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of inadequacy, fear of whatever, it, as long as it's a network marketing fear, I believe it's just a more descriptive term for the mother of all fears, which is a fear of judgment. Remove the fear of judgment. You don't have any of those fears. Yeah. And so that's the first thing that I really think of, of just the fear of judgment. And then the second thing I think is because we're dealing with humans, just as you guys were talking about right there, and Michelle, you're talking about that specifically is, it's tough when close friends and family say no. It mm-hmm. hurts because it almost is like feels like it's putting your dream down, even though it's not. They can have a completely different dream. 
And so that's why everyone goes through, right, that honeymoon stage of really, really excited. They're the delusional, optimistic version of yourselves, which is a good thing because now yeah. you're fearless. Oh, my goodness. If I sign up, Betsy, I'm going to Bora Bora and I'm retired. She can't keep her mouth shut. She talks to everyone. And then all of a sudden someone quits and their team says, oh, I just, I just don't have any time. It's not my yes. style. It's not my personality. We're drama kings and queens in this business. And so disciplining those disappointments takes some time for sure. Now, you guys have really done just a, an assessment on you know everything you've seen on successes and failures and i love it because you guys have been through both you've gone through the momentum you've gone through the decline you've gone through the plateau you've gone back into some momentum and so you guys have seen it and i think it's important for us to see that because sometimes people go through a plateau and their skills are much higher what's wrong what's wrong i understand it's, it's just part of the process it's part of the process so what have you guys seen like you is we're imparting advice and i'm excited because even though I'm teaching, I'm the one that learns the most because I'm the most focused as I get a hair from these superstars. So what are some of the things that you guys have done or have seen that you feel like is just important for someone to have success if you were to sum them up? Yeah, so I think one of the biggest things is, is going to be the communication aspect of it and not trying to do it by yourself and alone. And that took us a little, a little while to not try to retweak it or just change it a little bit and, you know, make it a little bit better. And, uh, I, I would say people stepping into that, but the ease and simplicity of it is, is really eight, eight, almost nine years in that we're coming back to the simpler the process is and the average person looking at it can say, I can do that. It is is a huge separation between having a surgical pathologist. You know, we love to have them on our team, but <laughs> most people can't relate to that type of person giving, you know, the information that they're able to deliver. And and we were super blessed early on uh, when we started building it to build it with a doctor here locally. And, you know, he, his ability to uh, quickly solidify that what we have our hands on is great was awesome but again there wasn't anybody sitting back saying i i can do that exact same thing that he he's doing so you know that's really i think a, a good measure of it but it, it overall it's going to be the tenacity of the individual and when you can match desire with ambition you you unlock the beast and that's we hear a lot of people that they have um they have the desire to change their life but they don't match it with the action and, and the ambition to, to get where they want to get. And so I, I think that really, really separates uh, successful people out is, is identifying that quickly. Within. And how much are you sifting and sorting versus developing? And, you know, how much, how much, I don't know. I'm asking like what, I don't know if there's a percent or if there's, you know, a way or there's a thinking process of, sifting versus because there's two lines of thinking amateurs convince experts sift and sort we're not looking for motivated or we're not looking to motivate people we're looking for motivated people but then there's also leadership development yeah. some are on one part some of the other some are in between yeah and i think that's our entire business is sifting and sorting and at first we're looking for yes or no answers i'm going to do this too now you've got me moving my hands for the sake. But, but first of all, we're looking for somebody that's saying yes or no to what we have, right? 
And then once you have that group of people, they filter down into the next role of, are they willing to do the necessary work to get to the first level? And you'll have a handful of people that, that stiff down into that. And layer by layer, you get a smaller group of people that are willing to take the next step, but you have to keep putting in uh, prospects into the top to continue that sifting and, and, and sorting process. But when you get enough people onto a level, you can help get people to the next level. So I, I think that leadership development is vital in any organization uh, because most people coming in aren't going to have the necessary skill sets to hit the top ranks. Including us from the beginning, oh, right? And no we're just way. constantly, and we're still going after it. And we're constantly wanting to be fed, constantly wanting to be fed. How can, you know, there's the saying, uh, Jeff or Bertie had said years ago, grow me, serve you. And I say that all the time. I want it to grow so that I can serve bigger and better and faster. And so how can we empower anybody that comes into the business? Because it's, I believe it truly is real. A leader can be can join today on our team having never done, but they want to get in, they want to go, they want to be fed, they want to, you know, grow and lead. So it is a constant thing. And that's what I love about this profession as well is, and you've said it all the time, I had no idea that I was getting into something where I'd have a PhD in, you know, personal human growth, behavior. development, human <laughs> behavior and development. And, um, you know, one of the things for me when I think of what has made and what do we strive for on a regular basis as far as simple things as well is we've always been taught from the beginning, expose, promote, and build community. Expose what you've got. Expose, you know, we have a system of the ways that we expose the information, but whoever out there is watching, expose what the information that you've got. Promote to the next event. If it's a call, if it's a Zoom, if it's a meeting, if it's a Facebook Live, if it's a whatever, and build community. Community for us is life. You know, we are fed, and I said it earlier, that they are our family. Everybody coming in, and we want guests, and we want anybody coming in to feel the energy and to be introduced and all that. So if you can expose, promote, and build community and just keep that in your mind, it becomes fun. And I'm sure many of you have heard the saying, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right, blah, blah. You know, it's it's real though. When you're having fun, even if you, you know, mess up something, have fun and be like, oh my gosh, I just made the most you know, insane call and I did it all wrong, but I did it. And then have fun with it and share that information with people. So just build a culture um, that you want to get up and build on a daily basis and stay true to who you are. Yeah. Don't ever try to be somebody else. You were put here to be you. Stay true to you. If you are quiet, stay true to you and share who you are. If you are crazy like me, stay true to who you are. And and uh, if you're more reserved like this guy, even though he wanted to be a game show host, we were laughing earlier when we got on because I'm always really loud in his ear. Um, just be you and have fun with it and, and encourage that within your teams and your organizations or people coming into the business. If you want longevity, though, in your business, your organization, the community aspect is going to create stickiness. Yes. If you build something people do not want to uh, remove themselves from, yes. you're going to have a, a group of people that are that are there for a long, long time. So that that almost supersedes a lot of what's going on and some of the noises that, that you're going to hear. You know, the, there isn't a perfect situation anywhere. You know, and, and there are going to be ups and downs, just like we're always talking about. Yes. And, and we've gone through them. There's a lot of whitewater. We've made it through. 
but we, we don't worry about our organization being raided. We don't worry about, you know, that, that shiny penny that's over to the right that, that's going to take a group of our people uh, because we have created a true community and, and a family within our, our organization. And, you know, we, we love that. And, and some people, it's not for them. And that's totally cool. Uh, but we're not going to change us to have it be a fit for somebody that it's not right for, if that makes sense. Yeah. And people don't want to enter one week daily, daily coaching with Rob. Sharon. <laughs> Sharon, <laughs> so tag a few people. I love this Be Live feature. It's kind of fun. It's just, <laughs> That's so cool. It makes me look techie, and I'm not techie. So <laughs> people are like, wow, Rob's techie now. No, I'm not. I'm not techie. Um, and sorry, I've, I've had conversations lately with my wife because the last week she's been wearing Lululemon and she walks by the office and I'm like, how am I supposed to focus? Number one, it should be legal. Way too much power over me. <laughs> like, how am I ever going to focus? You already know I have ADHD, a dude has dreams. So you can't do that. It's just not fair. It's not right. So Something to be, something to be. <laughs> should be way too much power and control but i love some of the things that were said that i wrote down a bunch of notes i mean community is huge community is one of the best best ways obviously for retention because most people will tell you these huge goals that they have and they, they'd like for them to happen but think about this people pay to go to church people pay to go to church whether it's gas money tithing money people pay to go to concerts people pay to go to all these things because of the environment that they love and so for you you've just got to look at it is is it's bigger than money i'm not saying i'm not taking away of course there's got to be that aspect as jim Rohn says it's like oxygen it's like air it's got to be there because it helps provide everything and the next couple things i wrote is is yeah be you because too many times what i think people hear and i try to be very careful on conveying this is they hear like a coach, I'm a coach, but they hear a coach, right. it could be me, it could be anyone. And they're like, oh, Rob says to say it exactly like this. And I'm like, no, your goal is to extract the principles. Yes. Right. And then apply the techniques with your style and your personality, whatever they may be. You can't be like, okay, every single person, very first message you approach them, everybody, second message you approach them, everybody, the third message, right? It's like, no, you got to be the the bold version of you, whatever that looks like. And then the last thing is, you know, going back to what Sean, you were saying is I just kept thinking so many people go into management mode so fast. At some point they get rejected and their fears are too great. The pain is too great. And now they go from that honeymoon stage to the sophomore slump. And now as they're in the sophomore slump, it's like they want everyone to do what they once did, not what they're doing, what they once did. And so now they're not filling that pipeline. Now they're in management mode, and now they're just like, we're in massive momentum. They're like, uh, Julie, you haven't sponsored anybody in six months. You know, thanks for reaching out to me every day saying, how can I help you? How can I help you? How can I help you? It's speed of the leader, speed of the pack. Whatever you do well duplicates sometimes. Whatever you do poorly almost always duplicates. And so many people, and I know because my kids, it's like whatever I do poorly, I swear, I swear, without fail, they do that thing. And then it's my wife and I just like pointing fingers like, that's for me. I'm like, that's for you. She's like, that's for me. I'm like, it's probably for me, but take it easy on me. So, you know, that's, I mean, I've got a ton of notes here as we're talking. I love that. So next question is, as we go, 
you guys were stuck. Everyone gets stuck at some point. Everyone goes into management mode. The successful people are just in management mode less. So I want to really clarify that. It's not that your top leaders are never in it. Of course they are. Everyone is. They're just in it less. You've been stuck. We've all been stuck. We've all been burned out. How do you get unstuck? How do you get yourself, you know, pick yourself back up and just make things happen because some people look at the leaders like, well, you're just different. You don't understand what I'm dealing with, right? And I know it's real. I know it's real, but it's like I just I struggle. I'm not as motivated. I'm not this and this and this. So, what would be some some tips? And by the way, guys, they didn't know any of these questions, which makes it super fun. We we're just like, let's go with it. Yeah, just talk, yes. right? Yes. Have that conversation, and and I'll start off with this. Um, it, it was hard to fathom at the very beginning that the people that get you to the middle ranks aren't the people that are going to take you to the higher ranks and aren't the people that are going to take you to the top. You know, I, I never would have guessed that the people that run out of the gates, all of a sudden when they start earning a $5,000 check, they're like, I'm good, I'm done. You know, and they wouldn't do the same amount of effort to turn the 5,000 into 20,000 into 40 into 100. And I just, I naturally thought in my mind that that was just the progression. You have a rock star, they're going to go until they hit the top. And, and so looking back, I think when we finally realized that, you know, that those people aren't going to be necessarily in it for the long term, that was a huge aha moment, uh, in my mind. Um, in, in navigating through this and, and you can have some of those flats and those plateaus or maybe even pulled back if you don't continue to get new blood in your organization and it will be really hard for the people that you're trying to train or coach to do things that you aren't currently doing. And so everything, everything that, that we teach and train um, and talk about with our group of leaders and, and new people we bring in is still stuff that we do today. And we'll be very clear and transparent the day that we put things on pause or need to stop things for a little bit that, you know, we are in a different activity mode, but we do exactly what, what we would expect a new person to do. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've had different conversations with people and those conversations, any time that I talk with somebody about something, I, I always reflect back on myself, of course, too. And, and I think always remembering where you started, um, not only because we all need to, uh, stay humble in this business always, no matter how far you go, no matter how much money you make, no matter, no matter how big your organization is, stay humble. Um, we all started from the same place and we all need to go out and serve and bless at a bigger area. Um, but the biggest thing I think for me is, is if somebody comes to me and says, Oh, I'm just not, you know, feeling it anymore. It was so fun before, or, or even myself, like, Oh, why? Like, I just need to, like, I need that zest. Like, Oh. You know, why do I get back? It's like go out and serve. Like get up and go make some calls with people. Get up and do some Zooms with people. Go do some Facebook Lives for people. Go out and volunteer in your community and go put some smiles on people's faces. Go out to schools and volunteer there. Call up your church and volunteer there. Just go do something to serve. But truly, you guys, by going out and serving, it's it's. It's a big thing to go serve, but your heart will just fill up. You're going to see what you can do and how you can go bless more people, you know, have more fun, do it faster, and um, it's just a beautiful thing. So if you feel, uh, 
just go serve within your team, you know, just dig deep and go back and, and ask yourself too, what was it from the very beginning that made this really fun? What was it in that moment that I was flying where I'm not stuck? What was I doing? What were the simple things? Because we can get in our head. You know, when you're in your head, you're dead. You know, drop down into your heart and go back and find out what was it and do it. Just we overcomplicate things, you know? Yeah, and I, we love what we serve is it's just so true. And that's, that's I mean, I'm going to be very direct. That's in all aspects of our life. If you're yeah. addicted to drugs, you're yeah. serving them. If you're addicted, anything you don't want to be addicted to, whether it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's pornography, alcohol, anything you don't want to be addicted to, yeah. but you feel like you are, it's because that's the master you are serving. Yeah. And so you have to look at it as, as, you know, get out there and serve, and that will help to start to change your mindset. But you can't just look. I love, and I'm the person that just wrote a book. You can't read yourself out of anything. Now, reading can help plant seeds. Right. Those seeds still need to be watered. They still need some sunshine, right? And that's you getting your butt into action right. and making things happen. And, and the thing I love to say is this. For, let's, just, let's just think about this right now, right? If you are massively stuck, you're getting your butt kicked. And you feel like you're as burnt out as you possibly could be. And then all of the sudden, you just found out that five new people joined your team today. Are you burnt out? Oh, well, no. So it's all a perception, right? Based on what's happening to you right now is, is a perception of what happens in you based on just your mindset and your thinking. So your highs are too low and your lows are too low. And that, that just takes some time to... To discipline those disappointments. So I love I love that. And I want to ask you guys just any parting advice that you guys want to give. Anything you guys can think of right now with all of your experience to get people just kick them in the butt and let's, you know, let's go. In in Spanish they would say, right? Vamos, vamos. Vamos. Go for it. So, so one challenge I would throw out to the group is before the end of the year, find some sort of, of mentor or somebody that you really resonate with and find some sort of live event that you can get to for that self, self development. Um, you can push the boulder up the hill, but if, if you have a little bit more tool set or a, a group that's helping you do it, uh, you're, you're going to get to the point where it's rolling down the other side a lot quicker. So, um, I would challenge everybody, how, however small or however big, uh, there's all the free information you could ever digest on the internet. It is there, but it is different when you, uh, put yourself in, in, just in, in the same company and in the same room, uh, as other people. And it, if, you're, if your fishbowl isn't big enough right now, find a bigger fishbowl. Because I promise you, there's people that you can surround yourself with that are going to raise the bar. They're going to raise, uh, as Michelle says, uh, raise your standards, mm -hmm. change your life. Um, but uh, we've been amazed by the group of people we've been able to surround ourselves the last couple of years that we thought we were playing life big, that we look at what we've done and we're like, oh my gosh, like there, <laughs> the, there is a whole, a, a whole other atmosphere to uh to launch ourselves into it and, and so I, I would say that that would give you a different perspective 
on what is possible. Uh, because over and over and over again, these successful people that we surround ourselves around, there's nothing spectacular about them. They just have found a, a really cool way to, to do life and to live life. And they've got great intentions for the most part. So that's what I challenge you to do. Surround, you surround yourself with wow. other people. I love that. I, I did a training like three weeks ago. It was a friend. It was insights from him. And he, he this guy never gets scared. He's like the biggest extrovert, like just fearless person has his podcast. He's not network marketing. He's interviewed some of the, I mean, he recently interviewed Mitt Romney's interviewed just one and everyone. And he paid a hundred K to go to this mastermind. And he said he was there. He said that it was the first time there was all these legends. It was the first time he felt uncomfortable and he found himself in the bathroom, just like trying to take longer on purpose. And he said, it was just a big insight of you need to find somewhere that you feel a little bit uncomfortable in order to grow. And he said it was just a great reminder. And so for me, I'm always trying to think, okay, I've got to have goals that scare me long-term and short-term. And I do, but you start to say, okay, what's new? What's different? What's something I haven't done? What's, you know, scary. But because when I do something, I want to do it really, really well. I don't want to just do it. So it always scares me a little of, you know, different places, different events all around the world, stuff like that in a good way. So Michelle, let's hear it. Let's hear the good stuff. Well, first of all, congratulations, right? I mean, I've got post-it notes. I'm one of those weirdos that puts things because I do visualize and, and it keeps me grounded and, and focused on where I'm going and what, what I want to do and, and for the goals and just for living uh, of raise your standards, change your life. But that's not just for business. It's literally in everything that we're doing, you know, being a wife, being a mother, you know, being a team, you know, person, just going out, eating better, exercising, you know, all those different things. But just thank you for creating this space, Rob, uh, for people to come to, to learn from, to to just grow, right? It's just this type of stuff. And, and you're going to hear a lot of the same things from people that he brings here. But sometimes you pick up something from somebody else that you wouldn't hear from another person or your story will relate and your belief just builds. And so having these go on is just such a gift to the profession. So truly, truly thank you for doing that. Um, we're just very, very grateful. And then as far as, you know, going out and ending this, it's going back to the basics of, you know, how bad do you want it and what are you going to do for it? And how quickly can you do it? Because I am telling you, yes, you can go along and do things, but if you really want to get things done, I believe that fast is fun. And I believe that fast Yes, there's sacrifices, and I'm sure many of you have heard the the saying, you know, short-term sacrifice equals long-term stability or gain. But I am telling you, when we reflect back at when we had those bursts of go, 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 invite meetings, trainings, go in, go in, and I just know where we're going, it made a massive difference in our family. It made a massive difference in our business. It made a massive difference in our personal growth, in our relationships. And so was it scary and was, did we have sacrifices at home? Did we have to talk to our kids about, hey, we're going to have these goals and this is where we're going to go and mom's going to go here, but we're going to be out blessing these people and here's their goals and this is why we're going there and, you know, daddy's going to be gone for this. But I'm telling you, I had this discussion with my daughter this morning at the doctor appointment about goals and, and she wants some different things. She's like, let's get to the next, this, this. And she knows what's there. So in the beginning, our whole thing was we're not going to go to bed unless we contact at least two people before we go to bed at night. So that's easy. That's great. You can get out. You can do. 
two a day, every day. That was our thing. I knew who I was talking to before I went to bed the next day. I just made sure that, that happened. Be consistent, 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 and just do that much every day for you, for you, for you. Um, do more if you can. People ask me, how did you guys go so fast, so quick, um, without never doing it, without uh, having network marketing experience? I said, I just shared more faster. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I just shared more faster. And um, so go out and do that. And then I also challenge you to get out and start, you know, people are going to be asking, how do I do this and that? Start doing your own little trainings in some way, shape, or form. How do you get better? You start being uncomfortable and training on different things. Invite, follow up. I mean, I had to go out and research and, you know, check out Rob and say, how do I follow up with people? Figure it, you know, get it, speak it, and then you, it starts becoming a part of you. So action. And, and I want to echo her just thanks to what you're doing, Rob, because there's certain people in the industry that are really, really raising the bar for all of us in general on what we do. And, and I would challenge everybody out there as well, too. Don't say anything negative about anybody else or anybody else's companies. Let's just raise that standard Always. of us being preventable and supporting each other. Because I've seen, especially in the last two years, a lot of the silos that have been built up are starting to come down. And yeah. people are sharing best practices. They're sharing what's working. And I promise you, there's enough out there for everybody. And, and the higher we can raise our standards and our professionalism with what we're doing, yes. a lot of the stigmas that exist within the framework of what we do are going to vanish. And when that happens to our industry, you're going to see things that have never happened before ever. I promise you that. Yeah. And it's such, a, it's so much truth there. I mean, in order for our industry to go to another level, we need to stop making this where it's like everyone's trying to recruit everyone. Yeah. I mean, there's there's billions upon billions of people that haven't heard your message. So we learn from each other yes. and then go help other people. There's so many out there. And then as we're going through that, I mean, I just I just love how well that's that's all laid out, because as you're doing this, having those couple of people before you go to bed is huge because now you've made a conscious decision on what you're going to do rather than just the busy work. Look, I can't become a professional basketball player, tennis player, pianist, right? Because I watched all the YouTube videos and I made the plan for the plan of the plan of the plan of the plan. You, training doesn't work, work trains. It's yeah. not to say that, and this is coming from a trainer. You have to learn action, 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 learn action, 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 read action, 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 read action, 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 not the opposite. Stop yeah. getting so stuck in the busy work. How are you going to get better at inviting, following up, closing? By doing it. Don't try to be perfect at the beginning. It isn't going to happen. And some of, those are some of the best stories. I think back to my very first, I'll finish with this, my very first conference call, a couple thousand people. It's for a multi-billion dollar company. And I get on and after I thought, yeah, I did all right, like pretty good. My mentor was brutally honest. <laughs> brutally honest. How'd you do? I'm like, kind of scale one to 10 or seven in my mind. I was thinking an eight. He's like, well, he said, you were a one. You sounded like you were at your father's funeral. That was the most boring conference call I've ever been on. And I started laughing and he said, you're going places. I'm like, why? He said, because if you can take feedback like that, he's like, I can mold you. I can groom you. And wow, I can take you to the next level. So now I, I get a laugh about that. I get to tell that story because wow. it was the absolute 
you know, biggest disaster that I didn't even realize it was because I was that clueless. So I'm just telling you, people, we could go on and on about stories, but please. Oh, yeah, we've got big, <laughs> big thanks to Sean and Michelle, two of the legends in the industry that are just great human beings, great leaders. I'm so grateful that they came on to help give us all, including myself, incredible insights, takeaways. Find one thing, one thing that you're going to take and implement into your business because ideas are cute, but that's not going to make your dreams happen. So Sean and Michelle, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank, uh, thank you, you my so friend. much. You rock. Bye, everybody. Blessings and love. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you go smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the latest and greatest podcasts. And as always, please go leave a five-star raving review. And then the last thing I always want to mention to all that listen to podcasts is if you go to www.robsperry.com, I have tons of free content there to help you out to build your network marketing business.